Ladies and gentlemen, here we go for another episode. Uh, we've been having a good time tonight. I uh, I tell you what, guys, it's been really fun. I've been having all these visitors and all these guests and uh, had another one today. He uh, hit me up, said he was going to go see Greg Burns and he wanted to stop by before he went out there. And I said, well, dude, you should just stay the night. We can hang out and I'll show you, show you my little cri- my little uh, neighborhood, I guess, whatever it is. We went out, had some good barbecue, had some good smoked wings and everything. Uh, but this gentleman I met at Permaculture Voices 3, he is the owner and operator of Whole Earth Farm, which right now they mainly focus on pastured poultry, but they're about to scale up and do more animals. Um, and you've you've done one year? It is a little over two years. A little over now. two years. That's right. That's right. So Mr. Wilson Marsh. Wilson, thanks for uh, coming to my house and petting my little whore of a cat, mama cat. <laughs> thanks for having me. Glad yeah, to finally dude, it's, yeah, it's been get, a good time. get up to Ohio. It's uh, it's yeah. it's nice to see the lumber squatches in their own habitat. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta see me. Greg's Greg's is gonna be more like hell. Yeah, this is the cool shit I do. When you hang out with me, it's like yeah, let's fucking party, dude. Let's <laughs> let's go out and enjoy the town. We went and yeah. played uh. Went to the arcade bar, got some good food, and you saw my quick. So Greg's, you could spend all day checking out his land, but literally sure. it takes five minutes to go in my backyard. Sure. Yeah, sure. but anyway, so why are you here, Wilson Marsh? What what brings you to Columbus, Ohio, and the Midwest from all the way from uh, southwest Texas? Well, I am heading to uh, Darby Simpson's uh workshop farming workshop uh him and diogo footer are uh are holding at his farm in indiana um i want to talk a little bit about just beginning farming ventures uh mistakes and things to avoid and just help any way i can and enjoy the camaraderie yeah man i think that's pretty cool um so this is the first time you've ever done like a, a talk Oh yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, first time for yeah. sure. So I guess so. So one thing, one of the new focuses of my show um, with the uh, Failing Forward podcast. Um, so Scott and I, we're just doing a season. We're doing thirty week seasons. We're going to do a few seasons. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing, but right now, um, I think the main focus of the sample hour, um, because the sample hour is. You know, it's where where we're where I'm trying to take it is right now. It's fresh. Is your season over right now? It's actually just beginning. No. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. We. Yeah. Yeah. We. You usually take off during the summer uh, with with poultry, and we we. I just got back started two months ago, or a little under. Um, My first batch of this, you know, quote unquote season is is going to be due in a couple weeks. So, yeah, we go th- straight through the winter with poultry. Well, you totally messed up my plan. I was going to be like, so what did you learn from this season, <laughs> Wilson, like everybody else? So, okay, so your season's just starting then. Sure, yeah. But I just did get done with a season, so you, you know. So do you, so you don't, um, you don't run any birds during the summertime then? Uh, I have some, I had some laying hens that were, I had around, but. 
Yeah. For poultry or uh, meat birds, I don't have anything around. So, so you still have those laying hens then? Correct. And that's mainly just like a homestead bird. For the most part, I do sell them at the farmer's markets. It's more of just an extra marketing. Uh, you just sell the eggs? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So is that like your majority? So um, I haven't had a lot of – so Joel Joel and I, I helped Joel out with his birds. Mainly uh, the eggs are, are kind of uh, – um, for in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a, a foot in your, in your door. Correct. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, eggs – for us, the eggs are more homesteading. Like we sell, we sell the eggs to one restaurant. We sold it to a bakery. Um, is, is your main source of income for your eggs in the off season? Is it mainly just the farmer's market or do you, do you sell to restaurants too? Cause like your, your area is a lot different than mine. Like you've, you've been here it's a little metropolis here in the Midwest. What, so what is your market like in Texas for, cause you're part of Texas as we discussed, you're not a Houston, you're, you're South of San Antonio. What's your market like? Currently, uh, my market's mostly uh, farmers market. Um, I do one in the San Antonio area, and it's it's been our our largest uh, income. And my wife does another one as well. That's a little closer to us, and it's a little bit of a smaller market. And that takes up most of our uh, time, and that that's most of our sales. We do some other straight off market sales or off farm sales. Yeah. Um, you know, straight uh, straight to customer, but I would say seventy to eighty percent is mostly straight to farmers markets, and we've been pretty successful just because it's so new to our area. Yeah. So, so you guys don't really have a, a big local food movement, even when it comes to locally raised uh, um, Cornish Cross, and it's it's growing. There are a couple of farmers in the San Antonio area, and which is a a population of you know 1.5 million maybe um it's about the same size as columbus sure yeah. sure and, and it's growing and we're growing with it i mean we started with 40 and and, and we're now what's, going what's the up, drive to get there to san antonio for us it's 35 40 minutes okay so you're an so, extended suburb for sure the most part, sure right? I, yeah you can you can say that um and uh it may be a little more of that but it's it's around there and and we're growing with it i mean we started with 40 and we're now up to 300 um and it's taking it, it has taken uh, you know, proper marketing. Um, uh, we 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 had to focus on marketing because it's it's new to people. You know, it it everyone's used to buying straight from the grocery store, of course. And so, I mean, are you mainly just selling eggs? You selling meat, birds as well? Yes, and and eggs. I mean, we're we're doing maybe uh, twenty dozen a week. So okay. it's not hard to get them sold. I sell them. I usually sell them within the hour at my farmer's market. Yeah, and so in demand, and then you just pack up and leave. Correct. Or do you get? Uh, do oh, you take pre-orders. Well, on on eggs, I sell within the hour, and then I also have uh, my meat birds as well. That so, makes sense. Uh, and and that usually I'm I'm there the whole time at the market. Um, so so for your meat. Uh, so here's the strategy. What what we were doing out of um, we're kind of doing it because we had to. So. Columbus is really cracking down on eggs and some stupid shit with chickens. It's not, um, I don't know. I watched Sigma Charles's blog on the city and the county because they're kind of pissing me off. And he's done it before and he said, anytime I want to, I can. <laughs> but so one thing they didn't allow us to do was um, 
one thing they didn't allow us to do was sell rat straight. It's, we couldn't sell eggs at the farmer's market, but we could take pre-orders, sure. get emails. So have you thought about collecting emails? So selling out of your eggs and collecting emails for people that want more eggs? Sure. We're not at a capacity yet. I mean, we sell so quickly. Like I yeah. said, we sell actually probably within 30 minutes. We sell well, out of stock. And so every week we're yeah. selling out within 30 minutes for for eggs. But we do collect uh, – we do have a, a an email um You do have an email basis. list. Yes, yeah. yes, correct. Well, the reason why I'm saying that is because you can build your list more. And, uh, Absolutely. And that's something I need to get better even with the sample hour and with Capital City Gardens. And especially Capital City Gardens, but I'm, I, it was kind of like the first year of the business, and I didn't know what, what way I was going to take it. And, uh, and the <laughs> little motherfucker cats. <laughs> anyway, so um, that that was just like a thought I had because I, I, man, for me, I think the farmers market's great. Sure, and it's great to to get your foot in the door, but it's also like a huge waste of time. <laughs> so yeah. because you go there man and especially if you work a full-time job with it I'm I'm so fucking worn out after it like I was making good money and I could have stayed with it and I probably could have passed Scott in sales but it was like man like I'm hating farming right now and, sure. and I don't want to sure. spend this weekend here the community's great here the the people are great here but when I get out of here I'm so exhausted because I gotta wake up so fucking early. I don't have a walk-in cooler. I gotta I gotta prepackage my microgreens. I gotta prepackage my salad mix. So and it's a little bit different with eggs, but I I just can only imagine like, um, if you pre-sold all your eggs, and you only had that stuff in stock, and then even there's a way I feel like you could sell more meat birds. If you just leverage the email list, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. And I, I don't want to um, tell you how to do this. This is just me randomly thinking this stuff and probably with the help of IPAs and everything else like that, that we've, in, in, <laughs> we've enjoyed tonight. But I mean, have you, have you guys, have you played with that idea yet? I mean, I know you're new into farming, but it was, have you, have you considered how you're going to leverage these emails you're collecting to, maybe you know not have to spend so much time when it comes to selling especially yeah. if you're selling out within 30 minutes of sure sure and and you know first off our the the egg enterprises i i don't i don't plan on continuing that much more than what i am as far as uh capacity you know i have i don't know 30 laying hens yeah maybe a little more and uh i don't plan on getting much more because I don't want to get really too far into the egg laying business. Yeah, uh, what I'm at right now is mostly for a marketing tool. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, use it to collect emails. Sure, absolutely. Use it to pre-sell. And, sure. Because ab- if you could pre-sell yeah. all those eggs before you showed up, it's like absolutely. first the list gets this, and then people will be like, "Well, how can I pass the list?" Well, you could buy a chicken. Absolutely. That's a that, and that's something we could definitely do. In in. What my uh, pos- the possible worries with that is scaring customers off because it's so it's still such a new movement in our area. Yeah, but I can definitely see the merits of it. But so if you're, but I mean, here's the thing: if you're building up this email list, you're already selling out all these eggs within 30 minutes. 
I mean, if you can't look at it from the sense of scaring customers off, you have to look at it as in, okay, I have these customers here. These people want my eggs. Right, and right. I, I, and people, how many people come to get eggs and you're sold out? Uh, at least 20 extra customers. At least. So 20 yeah, extra customers, they want eggs. You're like, look, you can buy more than one egg. Sure. Do you like chicken too? Right. And we have a bundle deal where if you bit if you get a chicken, you get two things of eggs automatically. Like you get you get your per choice cuz look, man, I uh I get free eggs from Joel. I could get eggs. Like I got my I got I got my people's. <laughs> sure. Like everyone sure. everyone here is growing chi- has chickens with of eggs. Of course, right. But it, right. at the same time it's like you know, leverage that, man, cuz if people want to, I mean, so are you um, like, and then because I want to ask you about your chickens too. So are you guys butchering all your own chickens, or we do not do it ourselves? We have take we take them currently to a processor, and I'll yeah. probably continue that and, just because of the Texas laws. It's yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What are the what are the Texas laws like? I I think you can get an exemption. Uh, it might be three thousand or lower. Uh, and you can do them yourself if you have an established lo- you know setting it at your farm yeah between the labor the time it different factors we don't do it i will yeah. butcher some of my own just uh you know old laying hens or you know on the occasion the meat birds but typically we take them all to a processor it and i'm, I'm happy to give them the 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 business and it, it makes it a little easier on makes, me yeah so yeah because i mean for us it was easy because we had like a whole crew and right sure and i feel sure. like i feel like i'm this chicken butchering machine because i was at my <laughs> station i was pulling out the guts and cutting out the vent and yeah yeah absolutely cutting the feet off ripping the head off but um oh you got tom on you now that dude won't leave you <laughs> so uh but okay so uh i don't want to because I'll, I'll i'll just get in grilling mode because it's it's interesting because i don't i don't know the laws now, do you just sell the whole chickens? Do you sell ground chicken? Do you sell wings? Like, how do you typically sell your chickens at the farmer's market? We, we sell it all. Uh, we haven't done ground chicken yet. That's something we plan on doing. But, you know, we sell from whole birds to it, all the all the cuts, you know, you would find at the grocery store. Yeah. So how do you – so when you go to the butcher, do you, you pay the butcher fees and then you – you have all your own chickens butchered, and then you just take it to the farmer's market and sell. Okay, I have so many whole birds. I have so many. Um, I have so many cuts and everything else like that. Is that how that works? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that that's how we do. And uh, you know, we keep track of everything. And and with we're we're about to branch off into a at least one restaurant and and a culinary school. So you know, we we we. We keep track of everything we get back from the processor, of course, and yeah. and uh, uh, we uh, we're looking at you know what cuts are being sold more and what we can focus on more. Uh, that's that's great. Um, now, what? Um, okay, so you, now you are looking to scale up and expand, um, but right now, because I've been grilling you, and um, we we did have a really good time tonight, so. Uh, what what are the the breeds that you guys are mainly focusing on when you when it comes to selling the meat birds to consumers at the farmers market? 
95% currently is Cornish cross. And, and, and one day I'd love to switch totally to red Ranger, which is about 5%. Uh, but customers just aren't used to that yet. We, we do yeah. have a portion who love the red Ranger and, and they know what they're buying and that, and that's great. Uh, but most just don't know better. They don't have the knowledge of, of, uh, it's, it's all new to them. Yeah. You know, again, it's, it's a growing movement in our area. Uh, well, I mean, it's so. even tough here, man. I mean, sure, like Greg, sure. Greg did the blind taste test and him and I talked about it and everyone said they prefer the heritage breed bird, but when it comes right. to paying 30 bucks a bird, absolutely. absolutely. People don't want to do that. Even, sure, even, sure. um, like when he did his blind taste test, he asked people, so honestly, if you were a consumer, do you think you'd pay for this? Like, Guys like us who know our food would pay for that, but I, I, it's, right, right. I feel like it's pretty far removed. I think, um, uh, you know, when, when people start to realize, I mean, the New York Times just posted that article about how the sugar industry paid off scientists to say fat is actually what causes heart disease and all that sort of stuff. But now when people right. realize the difference in heritage breed fat, when you have a bird that's run longer and you see that yellow fat and you see, the nutrient value in that and making bone broth soup and then people get that relationship in their kitchen again, it's going to change. But I think we're a few years away from that. Sure. So it's, it's tricky, man. I, I think, um, it's, it's a tricky thing, but so, but you're not, you're not just going to be focusing on chickens. And I think it's interesting because I know when I first met you, I didn't know a lot about raising chickens. I thought it was cool that you were raising chickens and I believe you said you, you kind of got some guff from your family for doing your chickens this way, or? Well, I, I come from a farming background. Yeah. Uh, my let's, family. Let's talk about Wilson and Wilson's background. Since <laughs> I just went into grilling you, so sure. let's tell your story. Let's tell about where you started at, why you decided. You know what? I want to be a farmer, and why we're ultimately here today. Sure, sure. Well, my my family's been farming for. I I believe I'm maybe the fifth generation in Texas. And, uh, we, my family has been farming in our area for, for quite a while. We on about 800 acres, I believe, uh, we mostly do peanuts. That's been the main crop as well as wheat, cotton and some peanuts, others. a big crop in, um, Texas. It is, it is. Is it, 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 it kind of like a, uh, a commodity crop like corn is? Sure. Here? Exactly. It's okay. a commodity crop and, and That's it's, interesting. it's big no in Texas idea. all the way to th- through the Southeast. Okay. Um, but Texas is pretty large. Um, and so we we we've mostly done that, and and of course, growing up, I focused on uh on uh, uh helping out during the weekends and summers as well, and and I did I, I worked cattle during the summers, um, castrating and branding calves, um, growing up, and I I hated it all. Was that <laughs> I, uh, I was that like traditional lot. cattle farm? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. So conventional weird, ranching, tri- yeah. Conventional, exactly. Is the better better word. Sure, yeah. sure. And, and that that was fine. Um, I, I enjoyed it at times, but most usually I, you know, being a kid, I wanted to stay home and watch cartoons on Saturdays. You know that I didn't want to wake up and work uh, in in the in the heat, especially Texas heat. Um, and then, and also with that. I was pushed away from it from both teachers and my mom um, because we growing up, me and my sisters, we, we, we heard about, uh, we were aware of the financial struggles and uh, it, was, it was something we were told to avoid. 
Now, are you the youngest out of your sisters? I am. I am. So I'm you're the youngest, and you're you're 27 now, and I'm just That's saying right. that because you're a young dude doing weird shit for a young guy who's already married with kids. And uh, and I mean and I mean that in like a respectable, like, <laughs> sure, cool sure. way. Like, right, it, it, right. it takes balls because like I, I don't have the balls to start doing this stuff till I was thirty. Sure, sure. And uh, but you and Scott are, you're the same age, and Scott's like I'm a vegetable farmer, and you're like right. I'm, a, I'm a chicken farmer, right? And uh, and we hung out, we hung out quite a bit at PV three. We'd get dinner together, and I'd try to network. I'd try to. I remember I try to uh, link you up with those ranchers from Canada. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah, they're ranchers. He does chicken farming in <laughs> Texas. You guys should communicate. Uh, yeah. I try to do that shit. But, uh, okay. So, so you started that. And then you, what made you say, what were you doing? And what made you say, you know, and I'm, I'm tired of this. So I just want to do chicken farming. Well, after college, uh, and then after college, eventually getting into the oil field, working as a eventual skate tech, working in, you know, more of the technology side. It was a great job, great benefits. You know, 99% of the population would have been incredibly happy with that. I didn't find joy with that. I, I came to hate the job. And I thought it was me either being uh, spoiled or the, you know, the, the millennial. You need to check your white privilege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I thought it was something on my part, but I slowly came to know about permaculture. I think, uh, probably Jack Spirko and his, the survival podcast. I think that's when I slowly became, uh, aware of what, permaculture. When did you, uh, when did you start listening to Jack's podcast? I want to say, Oh, or, uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, uh, 2012 probably. That's yeah. maybe uh, 2011, so you know, five years ago, maybe something like that. And how long did it take you to position yourself to, you know, what I'm just gonna fucking do this and start farming? It took a couple of years, and it and it shouldn't have. It, it shouldn't have. But uh, I think with a lot of uh, beginning farmers, there's the uh, uh, just being scared of jumping in um, because you in your mind you're thinking I'm not ready. I don't have the knowledge. Uh, the, the the things that could go wrong and uh that that came uh to be a you know something that held me back for quite a while when it shouldn't have and uh but eventually i i got out of that that hold and, and it, it it took a while so okay so you get this you start listening to jack you're you're thinking i want to become a farmer so who do you turn to who do you start listening to who do you start saying this is this is the way i want to model my business after well through jack i i started listening to darby and jack would interview darby uh they would he had a few podcasts uh interviews with with jack or at least a couple and uh he's one i really started listening to and and started modeling uh, uh, my uh, venture on, um, and then of course branching off of that, I listened to Greg Judy just on ranching total, and which he doesn't do chickens, but uh, just overall, uh, John Soskovich, uh, which he also does the Farm Marketing Solutions podcast. Uh, I started listening to him. He hasn't put on an episode in a while. Though. He does not. He focuses more on YouTube, I think. Now, I, 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 I think last What's time. What's up he, with that, John? You should get to it. I know you don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think but if you do, John, awesome. you should. Uh, there went your phone from the cat, but it's <laughs> That's all okay. good. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, I have very aggressive cats that need love and attention because I'm such a terrible owner. <laughs> but uh, just kidding. Um, so 
yeah, John, if you're listening, man, uh, take some time from your hot farming and all the cool shit you do, and and uh, yeah, start podcasting. It's fun. Um, I'm just messing around. Anyways, or Nick Hazelton, uh, get that beard oil going. I don't even think, <laughs> I don't even think Nick listens. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so so you decide you want to farm. You're you're working in the oil field. You're feeling burned out there. You're like, man, I went to school. I got this job. Everyone tells me I should be happy. I'm not. Right. You get married. When do you when do you get married? Were you already married? When I was married right out of uh, right after college. Okay. So I was married for. So you met you met you met your special lady in college. That's right. And you guys leave. You get your job. Right. And. What when you tell her, look, I want to do this? What does she say? She was totally on board. Uh, my first conference or workshop I ever went through was uh, with Greg Judy and Mark Shepard in at, at Greg Judy's farm. And well, I, now, where's Greg Judy's farm? Because I, Cla- uh, I should know this, but Clark, I'm not. Missouri, I believe is Clark, Missouri. So you, and, you've you've hustled to get to these workshops the whole sure, time. Yes, and yes. you drive to every one pretty I, I, much. I love road tripping, so it's not a yeah, problem for me. You drove here. Yes, dirt, yes. Dirt covered explorer. And <laughs> yeah. I get home from work, I'm like, that's badass. He's got dirt <laughs> all over that thing. I was like, what a good vehicle. That's like a, a to me, that's always like a side of pride. Like, yeah, man, this thing made it. Yeah, it's been a good vehicle <laughs> for all these trips I've taken. I, I usually, uh, before I got my, my focus out there, before I fixed that, this is a conversation nobody cares about, but I used to always rent Ford Explorers um for road trips even though it's like high gas mileage it's so comfortable right like, sure so buy a ford explorer everyone I'm just, <laughs> I'm just teasing um okay so she's all about it did she go to the greg judy one with you no she did not it was just me how many workshops because she was at pv3 with correct you. how many workshops has she gone to with you she's only been to the pv3 that's pretty badass though like, yeah she's she's on board because I think that's important, man. I, I look at um, like I'm not married, but Joel doesn't. Joel's been on before. At the beginning, I got Joel on. I after bugging him, I was surprised. And Joel, that's actually what got me into farming. Because yeah. Joel and I were Joel was obsessed with uh, uh, Will Allen. And if you, mm, I don't know. Sure. If you, yeah. So Joel Joel was all about Will Allen. He's like, man, he's growing this food in the hood in Milwaukee. I want to start doing that. And he was just like kind of obsessed with it. He went his way. I went my way. And then when I was about to start here, when I moved in this house, I was going to hit up Joel and Joel hit me up and was like, Hey, I could use your help with the farmer's market. I was like, Hey man, I'm moving into the city. I want to, I think I, I, I have a decent sized yard. You want to help me? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So, and then we've been working together, but I went out there Saturday. Um, him and his wife just bought a house, but she's always been involved with him. And I went out there and I see him and her just raking their field and doing work and I'm like, Man, that's awesome. And then I yeah. then I, I I come in and I take over and I, I put in some sweat equity so we could do do the mushroom thing. And uh and it, it's been fun, man. Like I, I for me, man, like I, I I figured out a big reason why I was such a pussy last year wasn't necessarily me being a pussy, it's just I don't have fun unless I'm working with other people. Sure. Like, this is fun for me if I can build a community while I'm doing it. It's not like uh, I've been I've been working with Javin. I took, I'm taking Javin's course now, and I really realized that, like, I, I excel when I can become a part of a community. Like, I like, which is weird because I, 
I actually am pretty introverted. Like a lot of people won't believe that, but I like when I have like events and stuff, like I'll just sit in my house and after we're after the fact and just, just chill out and have fun. And uh I'll just chill out and kind of recharge. But I I like to work with people, man. Like that's um that's fun for me because it's like uh I, I just think there's it's important to do. It's important to have your community and we've we've had conversations outside of this podcast and we we talk about the importance of community and like you're gonna go hang out with greg tomorrow and see greg's greg's homestead and farm and uh i i don't have i don't have the i can do it on my own man but i don't it's not as enjoyable for me like i like i like the interaction with other people and doing that so i respect guys like you and joel and scott and greg who just are like yeah i just wanted to do it so i did it there's nothing to it but to do it so what did you do to get your land so did you are you leasing your family's land or or what are you doing now for your land and how much land do you have access to how are you raising these birds well i started out just in our backyard we lived in the town which is it's a town of a thousand people, so it's not exactly a, a huge town. But we we had about an acre in town, and we ran our first batches of forty birds on that acre. Uh, and eventually, when we started expanding, I put them on to our family farm, and we had you know there was about a hundred acres aside that was not in production um, of of conventional crops. And just recently, I have we we purchased our own place. It's about twenty five acres around the same area, and uh, we have we're going to be putting everything on there. Uh, we've already started that process. So since then, it's been it's been pretty much leasing. So when you, when you went to your your family though, and you said, "Look, I want to do these birds," what what was that response that you got for traditional peanut farmers? And I was kind of hinting at that before I just took us into this no man's land of conversation here. <laughs> what like what was their reaction to you saying, "Well, I want to do these free range birds." Um, what what did they say to you? It, they were supportive. It was more of a, "Well, that's kind of cute." You know, that's kind of a neat idea as a hobby, maybe something that makes a little extra bucks on the side, not something that's a, a you know, a total business that can support a family itself. Um, at first it was a hobby. I, I was, when I left the oil field, I started working on the family farm again. Um, and just to get back into farming cause I really enjoyed it. And, and slowly I've, I, I distanced myself from the family farm to, uh, working solely on our own farm. And they didn't see that, uh, that reason they didn't, they didn't understand that connection of, of of jumping into it so it was there was a lot of questioning but they they've been supportive absolutely um so are you doing chicken tractors are you doing free range with a coop like how how are you running these birds they are being uh, i i use a chicken tractor and it's the same style that you know darby Simpson uses uh i i will use uh more of a uh net and run uh, type of setup so i have electric net wire around them and i will let them out during the daytime put them back up during the evenings so it's it's a bit of mix of you know quote unquote free range and chicken tractor uh usage so it's more an area now than like i'm putting them in this little confined tractor and i'm moving the tractor slowly now it's right. like i gave them a little area and i put them up in the coop at night what kind of predators do you have in texas 
Oh, in our area, we have aerial predators, um, what, you know, Mexican hawks. Uh, we have falcons what, that will move in. So what's what? Um, we have uh, we have hawks here. I don't know what kind of hawks. I know we I know we have falcon ears. Sure, sure. Uh, do you guys have falcon ears down there? They will come in at 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 certain times of the year, and we get re- you know. Do you know what maybe. I mean with falcon ears? So it's like maybe. this. So we have this trade here where. Oh, as far as uh, yeah. the the sport, quote unquote. Well, the, those yeah, who yeah, practice. like you okay. have to catch your own bird. I, okay, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure, sure. No, don't, we don't have that at all. No, no, no. So we do have that in Ohio. I don't know enough about it. I think it's cool, um, but you have to like catch your own bird, and then you have sure. to train it and all this stuff. I don't know enough about it to really make it a, a relevant for this podcast, but. Um, yeah, I know Joel, even in the city, when he had his six chickens, like he had a hawk. He didn't really want to throw sticks at it, but he did because he was like, get away from <laughs> yeah. my chickens. Like, Right, right. Have you had to, to – have you had a sh- – I, I don't know. I don't know what your laws are there. So if you had to scare off said birds to keep well, them away from your chickens? we That's where livestock guardian dogs have come, come to play. Uh, typically, and in the beginning, we, we just – solely tractored our birds because of that um sole problem of aerial predators uh you know the electric fence can keep coyotes out for the most part but aerial predators of course they you know that that's no problem for them so how many birds do you typically have you lost because you you said you've done this for about two years how many birds have you lost to the aerial predators oh boy i've lost maybe probably 40 which 40. is yeah, which overall is not a whole lot. Uh, it's how, it's enough of a problem. That, how how many birds are you running? I've gone up to currently. I don't right now, but I've gone up to three hundred a month, and I will get back up to that here soon. That's a lot of birds, man. It's it, it, it has grown quite uh, rapidly, but uh, um, we're all chickens too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So you said to me you're you're looking to expand. Sounds like you have a pretty pretty good business going if you're selling out of eggs. Um, do you sell out of most of your uh, meat too? Your meat birds too at the farmers market? Pr- pretty much. Usually, what I bring, I sell out of. I might have some left over, um, but we we bring a select amount, uh, and we're we're about to start another market as well. And and so we're we we've kind of keeping track of what we're we're selling and 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 branching off. But we uh, we've been. Uh, what we've been selling has been keeping up with uh, the demand. The demand. But you have right now. You have more demand than what you have birds. For the most part, that's a good position. To yes, be in. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but now you're looking to expand. So when you when you say you're looking to expand, what other livestock are you looking to get? Well, we you know for the past two years, or especially one year. I've had to hold off on any desires of expanding of any sort. Uh, and why is that? It just be on family land. I'm not going to be planting trees. There's not really a system set up for pigs or any other livestock. 
Uh, it's it's open land, no no shade, no infrastructure. You don't have it. any woods or anything. Correct. Like not that. not where we were on the family land. And it's not like here because you were looking at the maple trees and you're like, what kind of tree is that? <laughs> right. That we don't cool. have those. We have yeah. mostly mesquite. And and what we purchased, the land we purchased is is a mesquite savanna for the most part. So you purchased additional land outside right. of your family's land. Uh, right. How right. many how how many acres did you purchase? It's twenty six, twenty seven acres. That's right awesome, now. man. Yes. Yeah. We're excited. About it. Yeah, and that's and it's is it close to your family's land already? It is pretty close. So yes. was your family like, oh, that's cool? It's yeah, they were excited for us. They were they were happy that we we were able to get it. So are they more on board now after watching you work? Definitely, they they've seen this, you know, the uh, the production and the success with it, and so it what became a or first was a cute idea, uh, something that's kind of neat. Uh, it's kind of different is now they're like, wow, that's, that's serious. That's great. And they're, and they're happy for me. So, so what, so what do you, so you, so right now, so there are there woods on this new land? About six acres of it is woods or it's, you know, what we call brush country, but it is woods is mis- uh, mix of mesquite and, and brush. Uh, but it's it will be good habitat for pigs, um, yeah. which is why we're focusing here soon on pigs. Uh, but the rest of the pasture has is a, is a mesquite savanna, so there is great shade, which is needed for our hard summers. Uh, so that is something we will be getting started on here within a couple months. And uh, here next year, we'll be getting uh, fruit trees laid out onto our pasture. And- That's great, man. What uh, do you know? What breed you're gonna do for your pigs? It will be red wattles. Yeah, okay. we already spoken with a local uh, breeder, and uh, we we have some selected for. So, ourselves. are the red wattles? Are they mainly forest hogs? Or are they mainly? Are they are they good for grass? I don't know a lot about here. I know, um, I know Greg's pigs. Greg does large black sure. ham mix. Sure. Uh, my friend Nick uh, Stay Schulte does a, a variety of those. He also does American Guinea Hogs. Right, right, sure. Because a lot of those are good for grass, like the Guinea Absolutely. Hogs. And I yeah. know, um, I don't know the breed Grant Schultz does, but I know that's more for grass. Cooney Cooney. Cooney Cooney. Okay. Yeah, I think he has a Cooney Cooney awesome ball mix. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it does great. Red Waddles do great on pasture and, and you know, that mix of Savannah. Uh, they were bred in, in Texas. Uh, and so they're, they do great. And this was the biggest thing is finding a breed that does well in our heat Yeah, because we, we stay hot, uh, and humid for a large part of the, of the, uh, year. So finding animals that do well with, with that, uh, you know, climate is, was important. So, and how much rain do you guys get where you're at in Texas? Well, the past 10 years, we've been in a drought where we were down to at points, you know, 12 to 16 inches of a year. Uh, I think the past two years we've been up to uh, 24, 26 inches. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like coming up, but uh, you know, we 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 were dealing with some pretty hot and dry days. Um, you know, a couple of years ago we we were dealing with our summer was uh, I think we had 38 days of consecutive 100 degree plus days in the summer and it had very little rainfall. So. Um, it's, that's a battle and that, and that comes into play with raising, um, <laughs> livestock, of course. Absolutely. So for this land, is it, is it hilly? Is it flat? Is it, is it, is it like, a, um, what is the, uh, there's a good word for that. Topography. But, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so what, what is that? Yeah. It's, it's it? mostly flat. It's mostly flat land. So it's um, a lot like here. 
Sure, sure. Um, but it's just hot and dry. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Um, so is your main focus going to be to upgrade to pigs? Have you thought about ducks? Have you thought about? Uh, the other than pigs, uh, I know for sure we'll be doing turkeys next year. Uh, ducks, anything else, we'll, we'll keep on the back burner. Uh, it's something we thought about, but I want to get good at raising what we have our, you know, our, our mind set on before we jump Expand. into anything else. That's great. Sure. So, so when you jump into pigs, how many pigs do you think you're going to start out with? We'll probably just start out with 10 and I probably could raise more and get them sold. I, I don't really have uh, a doubt about that. Um, from what customer uh, reaction has been to it. So now, for your email base, have you have you sent out like a feeler email? Have you got into uh, like a Mailchimp thing to try to get surveys? Like, I'm um, I'm thinking about raising these pigs. Who's going to be interested? That sort of thing. That is something we were we're going to do very soon. We 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 just started talking about it. We haven't done. We've mostly discussed uh, raising them and in interest with customers from the farmers market and those we know. Who we contacted um, personally, but but getting more of a of a judge on it is something we're going to do soon through using um, you know uh, email uh, contact, email marketing, exactly. Right, that's great. Um, trying to think what else, man. Uh, I'm grilling you about a lot of shit here. Uh, now, is your butcher? Or do you plan with the pigs? Do you plan on selling the whole pigs? I know Greg. The way I got my half a pig, you saw my freezer that's filled with with lard and yeah, uh, pig right. parts. All right, do you plan on just selling that mainly to the consumer? Do you plan on more on going like the the Darby route, where he, he pre gets it cut and then he sells the cuts at the farmers market? You think about doing a mixture of both? It'll be both. Uh, we'll have some selected for market um, for the markets that we're doing, and I'm about to start another one at Corpus Christi, which is about an hour and a half away from us. But it's a really great market. But anyway, we're so we're going to be doing both. We'll have some customers who will want a half or a whole hog, and we'll have some selected for uh, for ourselves that we'll we'll uh, process and cut cut up and, and and sell at the market. What are you guys doing for cold storage? What do you do? You have a bunch of freezers. You're going to plan on building a big freezer. I mean, what's what's your plan yes. for that cold storage? Cold storage is a bunch of freezers, deep freezers right now, and it's it's uh, it, it's something we're gonna have to address soon. Um, how many how many do you have right now? Three, for we're we're about to have three. Okay, about to have three, and they're they're a fairly decent size. And and for now, with I mean, with chickens, it it does a job. Yeah, uh, you know, you can hold quite a bit with just chickens, but once those hogs are are ready, which we have a little bit of time with we're going to have to be set for them. Um, so, uh, we're, we're already looking in a future of setting something up for them. And that might be just more for now, more, um, deep freezers. Um, but any, any brand you recommend that you've been using? No, we, we mostly been, been buying off of Craigslist. I mean, good. Finding cheap, uh, deep freezers and, and they may be old. They're used, but yeah, but there are twenty five. No, no problems at all. I yeah. Twenty. I mean, we've been buying twenty five fifty buck uh, freezers. Some we've gotten for free, and none we've had our issue with. So I couldn't give any rec- recommendations other than uh, just get it. If, just if that's the route it, yeah. you're going, just go cheap and find something that's used. It, I mean, make sure it's working. But outside of that, I'll just pick it up and 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 go with it. That's great, man. So, um. 
what are we at right now? We're at uh, we're at forty three minutes, Wilson. Um, yeah. So, uh, where do you see where do you see yourself with this business for the next ten years? Well, I hope we're more established, of course, with with our uh, the most mostly the landscape. Uh, you know, we're we're real excited about this next year and and having a key line design installed uh with tree crops for both us uh or personal uh and human consumption and uh animal consumption and 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 most of all I hope it it starts to spread uh it's something that it has been started in Texas um there's there's folks a couple of hours from us that are 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 doing some great things in the permaculture regenerative ag realm but I hope any, it expands any more. people you want to shout out that you've really kind of modeled for Texas yeah, uh, Leah Gibson, um, their boxcar farm. They've been doing some great things uh, uh, on their farm. Um, there's some that have been helping them. Kirby Fry, he's he's a guy who's who's been helping their farm and others uh, uh, design farms and other landscapes uh, around Texas, and especially Central Texas. Um, and I, I hope that we can slowly bring that down South. I don't feel like, and I don't know everyone, all the farmers around our area, of course, but I don't feel like you know, my, my area has, has taken in, um, you know, this, uh, movement yet. So hopefully it can expand farther South than I and pioneer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah. I, I'd love to get more people involved. So who are you getting with for your key line design? Is there anyone specifically you're you're planning on working with? Not yet. Uh, part of it will be just on my own. Um, I've I've slowly just you know it's it's a continuous uh, building knowledge basis and and uh, I have the P A Yeoman's book if you want to have it. I, have I it actually got it too. Yeah, I actually yeah, got okay. it too. Yeah, yeah. I, Mark Shepard said there's not a lot to learn in that book. You just got to do it. And <laughs> right. You'll, you're pretty much you'll get the hang of it. Sure. It's very apparently. Uh, I know. Greg, um, really, he, I think he went to like four Mark Shepard talks and then he finally got it and right. was like, okay. I, and you'll see it when you go out there tomorrow, like the way Greg has his. Sure. Sure. His Greg, st- Greg is very, he's in like the Appalachian foothills. I mean, it's very, it's very hilly. I mean, it's, yeah, I remember yeah. we, uh, we set up our tents for Hogtober, Hogtoberfest. We had to position our mattresses. So, uh, your feet would be pointed down. When you were sleeping, because there was no the flat area on his land is his house, and that was it. And uh, and you'll see that tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's great, man. That's exciting stuff. It's cool to. I think it's cool to for us to all go to you know, uh, you know, the last permaculture voices event, um, big event. Like you're going, you're going to be talking at one here in the next couple of days with Darby. But to to see people doing the shit they went there for, right? Like, right. It wasn't right. like you got your money's worth. Like you went there, you networked, you you learned whatever you needed to learn. Now you're you're doing it. Um, sure. So that's that's cool to see, man. I was super thrilled when you. Uh, I was I was driving out to Greg's to go plant trees the next day, and you're like, I was like, hey man, did you mean to call me on Facebook? You're like, yeah, dude, I did. Uh, can I call you on my phone? I'm going to be up there. Let's hang out. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, dude, let's get together. So <laughs> it's, it's been a blast, man, having you here. I appreciate having you on the podcast. Um, anything, 
else that you want to add that we might not have covered? Have you thought about cows? Have you thought about yaks? Have you thought about any other livestock that um, might do well in your climate? Uh, cattle is something I've always had in my thoughts. Um, of course, I want to deal with I'll, – I'll, we, we have some uh, property around us that it will be um, – it will be possible to to lease, uh, and they range from a hundred to few hundred acreage. Uh, so maybe in the future, once we're more established, uh, I definitely would like to get more into cattle. But for now, we want to focus on our own property, making an example, uh, focusing on smaller livestock, and uh, and go from there. That's great. Well, uh, so if people want to, um, if people are listening. They're in the Texas area. They want to come buy your chickens or follow your work what's the best way for people to get a hold of you they can follow me at whole earth farm on facebook or if you you can also just personally uh friend me as a on facebook as well you on the uh, ig as well instagram uh we are we haven't done much with it yet uh i'm not good with social media uh it, that that's something i have to work on my wife's excellent at it but uh we're, we're slowly working on that on uh, especially instagram um, oh, I meant to ask you, you guys living on your land that you bought? Or? Yes, yes, we're living on it. We, as of last week, we're living on it. So, so we're, we're what's your uh, what's your housing situation like? It, there was a home on there already. That's great. So we're we're pretty pumped about it. We're happy. That's cool. I don't know if you guys had some uh, some uh, single wide that you moved out there, double wide. or No, fortunately, there was something out there. Otherwise, that was probably going to be the plan. But yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're pretty happy with that. So, uh, but contact us on facebook we also have our website which is wefarmtexas.com yeah and uh you can find Soon out have a mailing list we have a mailing list you can find it there on our website so people can sign up to get on your definitely mailing list. That's yes great that's yes. great do you guys use uh, mailchimp now or what are you guys using uh we use mailchimp that's great yeah i uh i i have a mailchimp account but i don't do shit with it so <laughs> soon soon sure sure uh well, that's great, man. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to pick your brain and hanging out with me tonight. It's been a great, great time, man, even though I, I owned you in Halo 2 on the original Xbox. Pretty much. It was pretty we'll bad. Well, shout out uh, Old North Arcade. We had a good time there in uh, old school. Yeah, we had absolutely. Good smoked barbecue. The best, uh, best smoked uh, wings I've ever had. Yeah, it was. They it were was good. I was, I was surprised. 50 cent wing night tonight, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, let's uh, let's shout out the, the affiliates and the sponsors. So if you guys go to Nature's Image Farm uh, on Facebook or uh, just Google, uh, soon there'll be a website, James Blask, a listener, friend of the show, Lumber Squash. He'll soon have the website up. But uh, right now, they're sold out of pig, chicken, and... Uh, uh, you might be able to get some chickens. You got to bribe Greg for that if you're in the Ohio area. Uh, sold out of Thanksgiving turkeys. We're going to have our, our butchering event here soon on the, the 19th. And that's uh, a secret event, but uh, invite only. But if you want to come, you got to lobby Greg. It's his house, his rules. Uh, if you're interested in comfrey, they have Bocking 4 and 14, so you can make your own uh, little self. And uh, I highly recommend it. Um, Steve Harbolt makes a good salve, and that's actually at JS Poly Farms. He'll ship that anywhere. But if you want the plant to make your own, reach out to Greg. It's just naturesimagefarm at gmail.com. You can email him or send Nature's Image Farm a Facebook message. 
Also, if you're into permaculture shit, uh, there's tools right now. I know there's uh, grafting tools and some other cool stuff at newfarmsupply.com. Um, just use code word sample. You'll save 20%. And then finally, if you want to join the crazy vegetable farming community, you could go to profitableurbanfarming.com. Happens here. The lights do that. And it's an old house. Um, you go to profitable urban farming. Uh, if you click on the link in the show notes, you actually save a hundred dollars, um, off the course, or you can sign up for the payment plan. And that's it, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you guys, uh, all the all the comments I get and uh, all the uh, shares, like Wilson, who says, "Yeah, listen to Simplar." You know, the host is kind of a douche. Just kidding, that's me. Um, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this show.